Welcome to the podcast for moms, where we believe not all heroes wear capes, but all moms are heroes. Have a seat at the table with your hosts, Britt Fortunato, Tina Smith, and Betsy Pendergrass. We are moms of all ages talking about all the stages. We want you to know that we hear you and we see you. Join us weekly for laughs, serious chats, and occasional tears as we share with you all things mothering. Our prayer is that your time here will be an encouragement as we walk this journey with you together. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad you're here. I am Tina. I'm here with my co-host, Britt. How are you today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. And Betsy, how are you doing today? I am so good. Welcome to the table. I'm glad you guys are doing good today. We're glad you're here. Go grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or like me, I have some Dr. Pepper going on here this afternoon and have a seat with us at the table. We have been doing a series called Spiritual Warfare and the Jesus Mom. And we actually got a question from one of our listeners. So we're hoping you're listening to this episode because we're going to answer your question. So we just want you to know when you send us questions, we're going to do that. We're going to answer your question on air so you can hear and everybody else. Because honestly, if you have a question, somebody else is questioning the same thing. So Betsy, what was the question? Well, it was, it came through Instagram, which by the way, is a really easy way to get to us. You can go find us on Instagram and messages. And it's in reference to last week's um, podcast, which was episode 115. And in that um, conversation, I said something about that people can be born into bondage. And it caught the attention of a friend of ours who says, hello, I love the bondage episode. So, so informative. Question on something. You mentioned that babies can inherit bondage. What can be done to fix that? And how do you recognize it if your children inherited something? Thank you. So Tina, we want you to feel this today. <laughs> okay. So number one, <clears throat> the more you deal with before you have children. So those of you who haven't had children yet, or maybe you're pregnant or whatever's going on, the more you deal with prior to, the more you deal with your issues, the less likely they're going to be generational things that you transfer to your children. But for me, like I didn't start walking through anything and dealing with my sin issues. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about sin, generational sin. Um, Mark and Brittany, my two oldest, I hadn't worked through anything. So they got a whole bucket full of stuff. Each of them. (laughs) Sorry, Britt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I worked through a lot of stuff and had two more kids, um, Zach and Carlene, and they were both much freer than my older two. We could see that in them. So how, this is how this works. If you go into Exodus chapter 20, it's in the 10 commandments, uh, verse four says, you should not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth below or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God am a jealous God punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So that's where we're talking about generational sin and how that goes from generation to generation. generation. So why I always say is the apples don't fall far from the tree. They usually 
plop right down at the roots, right? And they're, they're easy to see. And you will look at your kids sometimes and go, oh my gosh, like I used to do that. Or, oh my goodness, I wrestled with that. Right. And you'll see, especially if you've started walking through your own sin issues, you will see those manifest in your kids. Now, the good news about that is, is sometimes it does get transferred. What that means is they have a propensity towards that. That doesn't mean they're automatically in sin. That becomes their sin when they participate with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, there was a generational curse of alcoholism in my family. I was aware of that. So I didn't go there. Like I knew that there was a propensity in my background to go there. I confessed that broke that generational curse off in the name of Jesus in prayer and have walked in freedom in that and never indulged in that. So I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense to you guys? It does. And like, I just want to back up what Tina just said, because there are a lot of verses that make reference to this struggle. So Mm -hmm. just, just know if you actually Google that, you can find the sins of the father verses that are, are throughout the Bible. So it's just remember Satan is a legalist. And so you're just dealing with a legal problem and it's Mm -hmm. not that difficult. Right. Right. So if we didn't answer your question, you know, get back with us because we want to make sure that that's clear. And if we've opened a Pandora's box for somebody else, please question, you know, call, not call us, but send us a DM on Instagram, or you can email me at Tina at raising kids on your knees.org. Simple. We're easy to get to. So we're happy to answer those questions. So this week we want to talk about in continuing with spiritual warfare and the Jesus mom, We are going to talk about rebellion versus submission. This is a big one for me. Yeah. This Mm. one was big. Uh, (laughs) And I'm just sitting here going, and we, this is one we have struggled with in our house this week. Isn't that interesting? Not a coincidence. It's it's interesting that you say that because rebellion has been like on my mind so much the past like couple weeks. So it's like, we're all, it's all. Yeah, <laughs> it's all there. We're all, you know, and I, I want you guys to know that are listening. A lot of the times we are tested in these areas that we're talking about on the yes. podcast, either before or after. So <laughs> Brittany's like, yes, we do. Thank you, Laura, for getting stronger. All That's the right. Time. That's right. This is all part of strengthening our spiritual muscles, girls. And so, you know, everybody take a sip of their coffee. Here we go. <laughs> They're living in rebellious times right now. Rebellion is all around us. But first, we just got done talking about generational sin. And one of the biggest generational sins that got transferred to me was rebellion. It was, I mean, flat out. And I mean, we have a propensity towards that anyway, because we're all born little sinners. You know, we're all born into sin because of what Adam and Eve, you know, that's the heritage we have. But the times we're living in are becoming more and more rebellious. Yeah. So let's define what rebellion in this. Yeah. Go ahead, Brett. <laughs> no, it's so. <laughs> She's raising her hand. I'm not. You know, I, I just want to say, because it's been on my mind a lot. So I feel like I just have so many thoughts. About this. <laughs> and since you like queued up, like, let's talk about like what it means. I have like, I, I've been stewing on this. <laughs> 
Well, Bye. spill spill the stew. <laughs> All right, I'll just I'll just go on with my little spiel. <laughs> so here's my thoughts. Are you ready? Yes, we're ready. Let's go. I'm getting right. another sip. So just speaking about rebellion in general, rebellion, it contradicts authority. And to contradict means to deny the truth and to do the opposite. So it's opposition to authority. So like you said, it's so prevalent in our culture today because so many are living lies, lives, not well, lies, yeah, <laughs> lives that contradict the authority of Christ. They're living in rebellion mm-hmm. and rebellion in the human heart is the root of all sin because rebellion was the first sin committed against God back in the garden. Right. So so many people want to be their own bosses and, and their own gods. Like that's what we're seeing so much today. They want to be their own authority in their life. And I read this somewhere. This is real good. I really liked this. So I want to <laughs> share it with you. I read, um, I don't even know. I can't remember where anyways. Um, it was to rebel is to be an enemy to yourself because you will miss out on the benefits of obedience. And I went, oh yeah, that's good. Because you miss out on everything good God has planned for your life. You miss out on your very purpose. You miss out on living in total freedom Mm -hmm. on everything. And the thing is, is we need to remember that's really important that we remember is even when we choose to live our lives in rebellion to God, his commands still stand. So consequences will follow and and you do reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the thing with reaping and sowing is, is we don't reap in the same season we sow. And so for me, when I was in flat out rebellion against God doing my own thing, um, I didn't reap those consequences for 10 years plus. Right. And some of those consequences are still going on and they will my whole entire life because that's the consequences of the choices I made. But is God faithful in that? Yeah. Can you still live an abundant life? Absolutely. Right. And freedom. Um, but yeah, you have to remember that. And, and when you're talking about rebellion against authority, it starts at such a young age because little kids need to understand that their parents are authority. Yeah. So that they can understand that their teachers are authority so that they can understand that the police are their authority so that they can understand eventually that the government that God has established is an authority. And the only time you don't do that is when it's in direct contradiction to the word of God and causes you to sin, right? You don't walk in that. So I want to be clear about that. But ultimately, all of that authority teaches us to be submissive to God's authority in our lives. And that's, that's where the rubber meets the road is in that submission to the will of God in our lives. Britt and I were, you and I were talking recently and we were talking about, you said my whole life. I I won't forget what you said to me. You said my life changed when I learned to submit my will to God. Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. That was the key that like, when I say changed, I mean, just like the whole way around it Mm -hmm. just, and 
I feel like I can say it till I'm blue in the face, but you have to choose, you have to, you have to do it in order to experience it and to know what it's like to walk in obedience to Christ. It's, it is life-changing. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. There's something that's on my heart in this conversation that I had to look up while we were sitting here, because I feel like this is, um, might be a key for some people who have dealt with rebellion in their family. Did you know that the via there, that the Vietnam, Vietnam veterans had curses spoken over them mm-hmm. by Buddhist monks daily. And those curses, like you can, so maybe your family line was really great. And then you had a dad who went to Vietnam and then you could see this thing start. And wow. the curses that were spoken over the men and women who were the service people um, would lead to rebellion. I mean, like it just, it, just makes sense untended or undoubted so if you you know that might be something that you want to cut off and cover with the blood of Jesus Christ yeah Um, I know in my own family that was something that I needed to deal with wow that makes so much sense now and (laughs) they they one of the things was that they would have a wandering spirit about it well if you have a wandering spirit you're never going to be under authority because you're just going to be wandering all around doing your own thing and going wherever you want to go Wow. Um, definitely not uh, being under authority yeah, of the wow. Lord. And so, and then in one of the show notes, I don't think it was in 115, but it may have been 114 or 113. Tina put a link for if you have family members who are uh, Masons. Masons, right? Yeah. And I just felt like we need to yeah. point back to that again, too. Well, I can, I can link it up in this show as well. Okay. Um, it's over on the freedom in Christ, um, ministries. They have free downloads and it's FICM.org and you can go to their downloads. It's there, but I will also link it here. So you can go directly over there. Also it's on my website, raising kids on your knees.org. It's under resources. So spiritual warfare resources, <clears throat> it's one of them. So, yeah. And that's what we're talking about. So my dad was a Mason and we've had that conversation about, you know, when we talked about opening the doors to the demonic and I had his Mason ring and I had to destroy that because it represented darkness and having that even in my home was an open door, but that was also a generational curse in our family. And so not only did I have to deal with it, but I, my kids had to deal with it. And, you know, we're fortunate to have those people who have written out those prayers that we can, you know, out loud, pray them and deal with those issues and cut them off and stuff. So, but I did not know that about people who are in the Vietnam war that curses were spoken over them. And that's the other thing, like, we need to be really careful with our words, right? Oh, my word. (laughs) Yes, we do. Because we can curse generations with our words. One thing that my mom used to always say to me when I was misbehaving was, I hope you have 10 just like you. So you know what it's like. That's a curse that's spoken, right? And I would have to, I would be like, I reject that in the name of Jesus. Right. And I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. I said something to Carlene recently and I can't remember what it actually was. And she looked right at me and she says, I rebuke that. And I went, Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, if you have children that are creative, be careful what you say over your creatives, because a lot of those things are things that would lead them to be rebellious too. That's right. So like just being purposeful with what we say, because our words bring life because the Holy Spirit is in us. 
Yeah. One of the things that Brittany was saying is that, you know, how much her life changed when she chose submission. And we have to understand that comes from our free will. That's not going to strong arm me into submitting my will to his. That's my choice. He gives each and every one of us that choice. We, We have a choice to walk in rebellion or we have a choice to walk in submission to him. Those are the only two choices we have, by the way. This is not rocket science. It's one or the other. And I make that choice every morning when I get out of bed. It's one of the first things I pray, Lord, I submit myself and my will to yours today. I surrender myself to you. I'm going through a situation right now where, um, I just prayed that this morning, Lord, I'll stay. If you want me to stay, I'll go. If you want me to go, I'm surrendering whatever it is you want here. I'm surrendering that to you. And it's a lifestyle of surrender. Yeah. To, to the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know, Tina, so many times we look at that, like that's restrictive, but the actual Mm -hmm. truth is it's very freeing because when we're submitted to him, then we are open to what (laughs) the possibilities are in front of us. Right. We limit ourselves by being rebellious. Yeah. That's what Brett was saying. We, we rob ourselves of what God's best is for us when we choose to walk in rebellion to him. You know, and I think rebellion these days looks so subtle in the church because people say like, well, yeah, I'm submitted to Christ, but they're in the driver's seat. And, and it's more like, okay, you know, you get in the car and you jump in the driver's seat and Jesus is over in the passenger seat and you're driving. You're like, come on, Jesus, let's go. And that's not how that works. It's he's in the driver's seat and he's like, come on, Tina, follow me. It's a, it's a matter of getting behind him and letting him have the reins and opening our hands up and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going with you today. It's, it's making my list of things I need to do and say, okay, Lord, here's the list of what I have to do today, but I'm giving you permission to interrupt my day. I'm giving you permission to take me where you need to go. Maybe there's somebody that I need to cross paths with. Yeah. You know, maybe there's, I don't know, maybe one of my kids gets sick. And I don't get anything done on my list. Um, We have to be open to allow the Lord to order our steps each day. And that's walking in submission. Well, and the truth is we get to, we get to co-labor with. Yeah. Like it's not a hardship. Right. (laughs) It's an invitation. Right. There's something about being able to make that free will choice for me. Like this is my choice to follow Jesus versus when you're walking in rebellion, you're no longer in charge of your choices because you are going by the whim of your flesh in the whim of what the world's talking about today. So it's, it's really empowering for me to say, I'm submitting myself to the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm going with him today. And I think for some people, it's a control issue too. So many people just they want control over their lives and what they do and the decisions they make. But the reality is, is that people have to remember you're not in control. Like you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised your job. You're not promised anything. So, and anything can be taken from you at any point. So it's that there's the deception. It's, it's, you're not in control. So, but handing the reins over to the one that is in control really is what's so freeing and frees you from that control. That's really good. That's really good. And you know, when Jesus was being tempted, like, and the enemy's offering him all this stuff, he's a liar. 
He yes. will tell you anything, but he is going to lead you around by the nose and make your life miserable. That's right. That's what you're promised. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the beautiful wrapping is, you know, he, if you look back in that story of all he offered Jesus, no, right. it was, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It was so temporary. Yeah. And it was materialistic. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the whole thing. I think I, I just want to touch, I know we're running out of time, but I want to touch on that whole control issue because that was one of the very first things that God set me free from. Mm. And it was sin, first of all, that control. Anytime I want to control, I am walking in rebellion when I want to be in control. But what often drives control is fear. And I and when people say I'm really wrestling with wanting to be control, I always say, What are you afraid of? And then when you figure out what you're afraid of, then you say, you know, then the question is, is what don't you believe about God in the Bible? And I just talked to somebody about that. And we were talking about this very thing. And I looked at her and I said, you don't believe God is good. You don't believe he's good. And she just teared up. I was like, woke up in the middle of the night. He always tries to mess with me in the the night. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, there's some kind of hard stuff circling around us right now. Yeah. And, and what the Lord said was, do you trust me? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's Bottom nothing line. I'm going to solve in the middle of the night, except mm-hmm. that I have a trust issue with the Lord and I can <laughs> go back to sleep. And doesn't it boil down to that anyway? All of this I'm submitting to you, Lord, because I trust you. I know you're good no matter what happens today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tina, pray for us and pray for that lady that sent the question in too, please. I will. Heavenly Father, you're such a good, good dad. Thank you for reminding us of that. Help us, Lord Jesus. Actually, Lord, you've already given us everything we need for a life of godliness. So Lord, we need to make those choices. So Lord, I'm asking as we move forward that we would make the choice to submit our wills to your will be in the word, be praying, be in community with your church, your, your, your believers, your children. And Lord, I lift up our sweet listener that um, sent us in the question. Thank you, Lord, that they're asking questions. Thank you. They want to know more because that means they're growing and that means they love you and means they want to know more about you. So Lord, I thank you. I praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We know your time is valuable, and we want to thank you for spending some of it with us today. You can find Betsy at GatheringAround.com and Tina at RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org. Have a great day, and we will see you again next week.